We are big wrestling fans. And AEW going to be in San Francisco for Revolution. And the follow after Revolution right here in Sacramento. Oh, I cannot wait for it. Let's welcome to the show someone who we're big fans of. Yep. For the very first time from AEW. Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Eddie, how you doing, man? <laughs> What's up? How's everyone doing? Hopefully you can hear me. I don't know how to work this stuff. Oh, you're good. We hear you, know you great, I mean? man. Yeah, hear- you're perfect. Right. Um, first of I all, I heard everything you guys said yeah. during the break. By great. the way, it great. was so, it was good. It was good stuff. Good hard hitting stuff. No, uh. dude, uh, I really just respect you so much. I'm not going to pretend like I knew who Eddie Kingston was like three years ago. Um, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I was on the Indies grinder. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's what is so amazing. And I know you probably get asked about your Players' Tribune piece so much, but I'm telling you, like, even for non-wrestling fans, re- reading that piece was so impactful. Like, I-, I just love your story. I love you. Um, your journey makes me want to run through a damn wall. And I know you're like, I don't like compliments and all that stuff, but yeah, you know me very well. And also, you can see my face. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this. I don't, I don't like it because I'm just being me. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm telling my side of the story and how things affected me. You know what I mean? I don't know how it affected anybody else. And to be honest with you, there's only a handful of people I care enough about to know if, how it affected them. Everyone else, you know, move on. I'm trying not to curse. You know, yeah. just yeah. keep it moving. <laughs> Dude, we do the same thing. Um... But uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm just being me. But yeah, thank you, though. I appreciate all the love. It's just, it's hard for me to take love in. No, you know what I mean? Well, so it's, it feels good, but it's still weird. Yeah, totally. no, I hear you on that. And you wrestled for a long time before things start popping off for you. And you talk about how you just stay, you stay true to yourself. Was that challenging to stay true to yourself when you're trying to, like, grind and get to that next level? Well, to, to be honest with you, I had to really learn how to grow up first. You know, when I was staying true to myself early in my career, I was just being a dumb kid. You know what I mean? Not taking crap from anybody when sometimes, you know, there was no reason to die on that hill. You know what I mean? Or there was no reason for me to defend so-and-so when it had nothing to do with me. And then telling the promoter to F off and this and that. (laughs) But, you know, once you, you know, you start maturing and you start seeing what life really is, you know, you, you, you have to stay true to yourself in the sense of, like, I never went to a promoter I never went to a booker and never, as they say, uh, politic. I don't call it politic and I call it just looking out for yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I believe that the, whatever company I was with, independent company I was with, if I do good for them and they do good, I have another, I have, I have a job the next month. I see. I, you know, we, we work obviously in, uh, sports broadcasting business, right? You know, like media, it's cutthroat. And yeah. everyone, th- there's so many people with different paths. And for so long in this business, it was the people that went to the high-level broadcasting school <laughs> and has an agent to help them get to the next level. You know, like it was that path or you're not going to make it. And your story, your path, it's different. The grind It's special what you had to go through to get to this spot. But I want to know, what was it like in the indie scene for you? And then transitioning, obviously, to AEW. Well, in in the beginning, the indie scene was rough, of course, because, you know, you're paying your dues and you're traveling hours and maybe getting 10 bucks. Or 10 bucks? 
Well, you know, five people in the yeah. car and they give you like $60 for all five of you. Wow. You, know, you know what I mean? And then you get jammed back in that car and you go to the next town or the next show. And for a, for a very long time, I was wrestling Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but in a car with a bunch of guys just stuck in the car together. And then there, there were the other days, you know, later on in my career, it was being flown, but it was like flying at 5 a.m., landing, not being able to check into your hotel until whatever time, getting maybe an hour of sleep. Then you get all hopped up on energy drinks to wrestle, go back to sleep in the hotel for an hour, wake up, catch another flight to wherever you got to go. You know what I mean? That, that of course, changed, but it was always, oh, you always traveled. It didn't matter. And then... It also changed when you're young, you're showing, you always show respect, but when you're young, you're just trying to learn and, and you're soaking everything in. And as time went on, I was able to, you know, help certain guys and give them the knowledge that I learned from other guys, you know, and while still learning myself, because I learned from Jerry Lynn, actually, and I'll, I'll drop a name because I love Jerry. Oh, so yeah. people who don't know who Jerry Lynn is, you know, there's a Google thing now, you know what I mean? You can, <laughs> It's YouTube and other daily yeah. motion and other streaming things as well. I don't want to take money from nobody, you know, <laughs> but you know what I mean? All, all that stuff. And, and Jerry said to me very plain and simple. I don't know anything, Eddie. I always, I learned something new every day in wrestling. Mm -hmm. And when he told me that, I said, this guy's been everywhere. And you trying to tell me you don't know anything. I have no right to say I ever know mm -hmm. everything in wrestling. So you know, you're still learning, but like I said, the Indies was always a grind. I kind of liked the grind. I kind of liked being kind of the outlaw because I just accepted it. But yeah, man, it's just, it was different when I was younger because you're trying to learn everything. And then as I got older, you're just passing that knowledge along. And then also, no, no and then AEW, man, TV's different. TV's a totally different animal, yeah. man. To the point where, you know, I... I had to cut down my friends. You know what I mean? My supposed friends in wrestling. Cause you know, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm honest, but yeah. like, I'm not talking crap about anybody, but it, it changes people. Sometimes for the good, sometimes for the bad. You know what I mean? And I don't blame people. I don't get mad at people. That's you dog. That's, you're going through that. That's your own mental thing you got to go through. You know what I mean? But that's the biggest difference is that more people change because TV is a different beast and everybody's trying to get on. And there's not that many hours, especially for AEW yeah. to get on. You know what I mean? But I'm not hating on nobody. You do it your way. I'm going to do it my way. You know, and, and if my way works, awesome. My way doesn't work. I can retire and leave wrestling knowing I did everything my way, good or bad. So what, what makes you in love with this business? Uh, it's all started when I was a hyper kid in the Bronx, University Avenue, and my poor, beautiful Puerto Rican mother <laughs> couldn't control me. And she found out, she just bought a random wrestling tape. I believe it was WrestleMania three, wow. and she just put it on and I sat quiet for three, four hours and she blew up. She lost her mind. I mean, you, you sounding quiet go, sounds that doesn't seem possible. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah it it kind of is now, but again, you put on wrestling, I'll watch yeah. wrestling or you put on the giant Yankee game or the Nick game. I'll be, I'll be quiet for a couple hours. 
But uh, yeah, she just started renting videos from Video Visions in the Bronx and just any wrestling she can get. So I would watch everything. And I just fell in love with it because I just fell in love with the characters. I fell in love with the violence, especially when, by mistake, she bought me Memphis's bloodiest <laughs> brawls and all that when oh, I was yeah. like eight. She didn't know. She just knew I was quiet, you know, and then she came in and she saw everyone bleeding. She went, what is this? But she saw I was quiet. So, and then uh, when I broke in, my favorite part about it is, is when you think about something in the ring and you do it and the people react the way you thought they would. That's just, that's a high that you just, I wish everyone could feel at least once. Yeah. That's the one you're chasing all the time. Yeah, I dream of that. I feel like if I <laughs> yes. were to do it all over again, yes. I'd want to be a pro wrestler because like that that feeling yeah. of the crowd, like I can't even picture that. Uh, Chris in the other room, he's a huge wrestling fan. Has a question for you, Eddie? Go ahead, Chris. What you were talking what's up, about, Chris? Hey, what's up, Eddie? <laughs> you were talking about like the connections of the fans, and it's so cool. I tell everyone, it's just like I. What are you going to see on the AEW? I was like, I don't care. I want to see Eddie Kingston do what Eddie <laughs> Kingston does. <laughs> That's what I'm excited to do. But you talked about COVID hit. You had to sell some of your gear to pay the bills yeah. and that. And the fans, I heard a story. There was a fan that actually gave you your gear back. Yes. That- <laughs> in, uh, in LA, when I was at Defy, when I beat up Rocky Romero, the office guy, he's going to love that I said that. I hope <laughs> someone tags him in that. I love Rocky. You know, I'm playing office. Uh, but yeah, he gave it to me and I didn't know what to do. And he was just like, oh, I just want to support you here. Wow. And it was in a plastic bag. And I was like, what do I thank you? And I gave him a hug. And I was like, I, I don't know what else to say, dog. But like, thanks. But did, when did you, you know, start you're not no- going to see me cry? I'll buy you dinner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe, but not like expensive. When did like you start IHOP or something, you know, Denny's? <laughs> it was it was cool though. I'm just I'm playing. Yeah. It was what, very what... cool. And it showed me a good side of people. And I grew up and I still find there's not a really a lot of good people out there, but when you meet them, it's a it's a special thing. So that dude, big shout out, big love to him. When did you start noticing that connection with the fans? Like, oh, these guys are on I my side. I still don't notice it. Don't oh, really? It. No, I don't. I don't get it. Every time. Before I go out, a little inside baseball, every time before I go out, uh, I'm Catholic, so I have a lot of Catholic guilt, too, which is, you know. But <laughs> I, uh, before I go out, I, I make the sign of the cross, and I hope and pray to God that these people will cheer or boo uh-huh. or make some type of noise, because I get nervous every time that when my music hits, it's going to be crickets. That's wild. It's a, it's a thing. Everyone says I'm nuts. It's a thing. I just, and then like, by the time I walk out the curtain, I don't care anymore because I'm so in the zone. And I'm like, okay, Eddie Kingston now. It's no more, I don't want to say, whatever, I'll say my real, whatever, my real name. It's not him anymore. It's Eddie Kingston now. And that was me when I was 17. So it's time to go to the ring and I'm going to fight. So I really don't, by that point, I'm in character, I guess you could say, in air quotations. And in and, and character, I just don't hear the people at that point. But I, I hope that they react, you know what I mean? And there's very few people in wrestling I trust, so I'll go to them and be like, hey, uh, did they, like, react the same or less or more? And they'll be like, yeah, what are you, nuts? And I'll be like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> that, what I do for a living. 
You know? It's wild to me. I was going to ask you about this, too, because I feel like when the journey's so long to get to a certain spot and you've thought about giving up at times, you almost feel overlooked. Yeah. you got a chip on your shoulder. And I always think that people like that always have a chip on their shoulder, even when they have made it. So my question is, do you feel like you've made it? No. Because mm. I'm not done. When I retire and look back on it, then I can either tell you, A, I made it, or B, eh. But at least I had fun. That's what I don't know I'll say. At least I did what I wanted to do for a living. You know what I mean? I look at my father, and I look at my uncles, and I, and I look at the other male figures in my life, my family. And, you know, they worked hard all their lives. You know what I mean? But they didn't get to do what they wanted to do. And I'm blessed enough to be able to do that. So, no, I'm not satisfied. You know what I mean? I want to, it's not about me being known or, or legacy or something. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people say that yeah. and they, they want to be this and that champion. And of course, yeah, I want to be champion, but my legacy is with my peers. Cause at the end of the day, my peers know who I really am. Facts. And they know if I did business correctly, they know if, if I did it bad, you know what I mean? They know if I was a hothead all the time and didn't change. You know what I mean? They know it. They know what goes on back there. So that's that's my thing. I want the respect to all my peers, especially my heroes like June Akiyama. Look him up. Google him. That's my man. You know what I mean? And I want my I just want my respect from my peers at the end of the day. Then I'll be satisfied. I say that. I mean, it it makes sense. I mean, that's you know, like when you're doing something you love it's great to have that respect from the people that love the same craft as you and you know i want to go back to just july 20th 2020 um aw obviously sees your work asks you to come in Mm. what i have chills i know i know because i want to ask you what you remember about that moment but i'll never forget for me let's talk about us for a second yeah yeah okay i know we have eddie (laughs) here but yeah no I see you because I'm watching Dynamite. I'll never forget it, right? And there's a challenge happening with yep. Cody. You come out and do you come out Authentic. on the mic and it's like, oh my, this is what works in yes. this era. Being real, being authentic. And it you come out with the mic. I had never seen you before. Yeah. It was like, I, I have no idea who this guy is. And that moment, I'm like, I love this guy. Was- I'm at home going, this guy is relates to a lot of people that's what it was that's what it was it was like it felt relatable in the sense of it felt real like it was coming from your heart but then you know and that's what's so special about wrestling is when when someone even fakes an injury and you're like are they hurt are they not hurt for you it was like it was whoa is he serious is he not serious in this moment i can't tell um but what do you remember Mm. about that moment that day well uh First, getting the phone call. Uh, so, like you said, during the pandemic, I was selling my gear to pay for the mortgage. <sighs> and uh, I just finally had an independent show, ICW. And they were like, hey, if you want to grab the mic at the end of your match, go ahead. I said, oh, all right. You know? And I just went into it, throwing out challenges. And one of the challenges I threw out were the Cody Rhodes. I didn't think it was going to get any traction or anything. It was just me talking my trash and moving on, you know? Then I get the phone call and everybody tells me, like, were you excited? Did you think it was a tryout? I 
I know, honestly, first thing I said to QT was, okay, cool, man, how much? Wow. I just wanted to know about that. I didn't know this was going to lead to anything. I just wanted to be able to pay another, you know, month. Uh, but when I get there, it, seeing all the guys that I knew from the independents there, like, I just felt comfortable right away. You know, because I know all these guys. I grew up with a lot of them, and I seen a lot of them grow up. And, uh, but the moment going out there, you know what I mean? I, I, I just, I blank a lot. Like, I blank out. Like, I have to go back and watch it. Yeah. To really see what I said and what I did, but uh, I just kept thinking about the movie Taxi Driver. That's why I wore that shirt out there, like two weeks before the match, and I just watched it and, and like kind of went, you know, what would Travis Bickle kind of say in this moment? And I just took a little bit of reality. I won't tell you what it is and what what wasn't real, but I take a little bit of reality and I make it mine, and then. That's why I came out and said what I said to Cody. And, you know, God bless Cody, man. He went in there and he, he danced with me. It was a rough dance, but he danced. Yeah. You know, I remember seeing him come back with a busted lip and I just went, oh, okay. <laughs> where, where do I get the check? You know, <laughs> that's, that's all I was worried about at that time. And then that moment, you turn, it turns into getting yeah. a, a deal with AEW. Also, I want to ask you, yeah. were you nervous when they were like, hey, you're going to have the mic, uh, by the way, live? on TNT at the time. No, I wasn't nervous, man. I was so oh, worried yeah. about paying the bills. Wow. You know what I mean? I didn't want to move. I didn't want to move back home. I didn't want to move back in with my mother. I didn't want to feel like a loser because that's what I would have felt like. And I would have felt like 18 years of this was a waste. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have got out of people know the mental health I talk about. I would have went into a hole. Like I know myself. You know what I mean? I would have tried to stop it by, you know, working through it with what therapy has taught me over the years, but still I would have went into that hole for a while. So I just wanted to be able to not move back into my parents' place for another month. You know, that's all I was thinking about. You bring up going back into that hole and you know, it's mental health now is being talked about more than ever. And and people like yourself that are being open about what you've gone through. um, Were you surprised at kind of all the, comments you received after being open about what you've been through because i feel like i know you didn't do it for this but like you helped a lot of people out you know like oh my god like he went through this like i'm going through this if this is okay there's ways to that i can work on myself and 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 be open about what i'm going through you know uh it wasn't surprising that so many people are going through what they're going through because i've seen it you know what i mean I've seen it my whole life, and then I've seen it in myself, you know? Uh, It's overwhelming when people give me compliments and stuff. And I just tell them, hey, just to let you know, no one's ever cured from this. This is an everyday thing. Like, I got to take my Zoloft pill in the morning. You know what I mean? I get mad every day about something, and I got to calm myself and go through the motions. You know what I mean? It's an everyday struggle. This never ends. You know what I mean? If you want to be, if you want to love yourself, this never ends. You know, and that's all I tell them. I thank them. They can see I get a little shy and awkward about it, you know, but I always want them to know like, Hey, no, no, no. There's no such thing as a cure to this. You know what I mean? Just like there's no such thing as normal. You make your own normal. 
You know what I'm saying? And I told him straight up, like, I'm never, it's, it's never ending. You know, but it's really satisfying, though, when you're able to work through things and, and see the other side a little bit sooner than you would. You know, instead of me being in that hole of, uh, I call it the hole of, like, hatred for, for self. Yeah. When you get out of that hole, you know, back in the day, it would take me years to get out of that hole. And then I would get right back in. You know what I mean? But now, you know, I'm, I'm being able to work at it. Now, maybe instead of years, it's months. Maybe instead of months, it's weeks. Maybe it's a day. Maybe it's a, it all depends. You know? And I also tell people, too, you got to keep your circle small. And you got to really be able to trust that circle. And I, and I have a very good circle of people around me. You know? So it takes a lot. Absolutely. It takes a village. And, it takes work. Yeah, right. and I just tell people all the time, ain't, ain't nobody, no, I ain't better than nobody. You know what I mean? Like, I'm working through it. So to me, since I'm just a normal dude anyway, I'm just me. You know, if I can do it, anybody can do it. So I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear no, I can't, or no, I don't have this. No, I'm like, no, you're just saying no because you don't want to. Because that's what I used to do. I used to want to sit in it. As my father would say, you know, you're sitting in your SHI. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to sit in it. Yeah. And it's, that's fine. But once you realize that, you got to get up and go. You know, that's just how I feel. You know, <laughs> not everyone has to feel like No, that. no. I hear it. No, I love it. Chris, what, what, go ahead. Eddie, you were talking about your match with uh, Akiyama. Is there anyone out there that's like, oh, man, if I got my wish, this is who I want to mm. get in the ring next? Oh, man, there's too many. There's way too many for me to list, but um, let me think. Tanahashi is one. Again, Google him. Okada as well. Google him. You know what I mean? Uh, Yuji Nagata is another one. There's a lot of <laughs> Japanese guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Go Shinzaki, I would love to get in the ring with him. You know what I mean? Just in general, I would like to go to Japan. You know, when I went in 2011 for Osaka Pro, and I would love to go back. You know what I mean? I like that uh, style of wrestling. You know what I mean? People got mad when I said, I just don't like the WWF wrestling. My man, if people get mad about that, I laughed because it's kind of like, who am I working for? Right. Of course I'm going to tell them they're the best. <laughs> it's the same thing as me being a Yankee fan. The Yankees can be in last place. And the Red Sox in first place, and I'll still say the Red Sox suck. Yeah. It's the same thing. So it's all relaxed. It's all calmed down. But, in fact, to me, Japanese wrestling is the best professional wrestling in the world. It's what caught my eye. That in Memphis wrestling and uh, ECW as well. Yeah. That's the stuff that caught my eye as I got older and, and wanted to do. So, yeah, there's a lot of Japanese guys. Just, Hell yeah. That's it. That's dope. I'll write a list someday and be like, all right, this, this yeah. is it. Let's go. AEW is coming to San Francisco for Revolution. Then here in Sacramento that Wednesday for Dynamite and Rampage. Eddie, have you ever been to Sacramento? No, I haven't. Mm. You I know haven't. what? And I know you're a Knicks fan. You know they play in Sacramento the next night. So I may not be at Sacramento, though. Oh. It all depends. Yeah. It, all, it okay. all depends how... Certain things go okay. in yep. the locker room. Okay. With the office. Okay. Well, <laughs> I hope, with this I hope you are. That's coming up Wednesday. Not real happy about it. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to have a talk. Me and then I'm not going to say who's the office. Everyone knows about 
Tony, yeah. but there's others. We we all got to get together and talk. Well, I hope you are in Sacramento, bit. dude. The the crowd would love to see you. I mean, it, it's, it's I love. Yeah. I want to go everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to go everywhere, but I also, you know, I got to be a businessman and put my foot down at some point. I love it. In a calm manner. That's what I'm still trying to learn. In a calm. <laughs> hey, it's it's a delicate manner. balance, but you know what? Stick up for yourself. Yeah. You're damn right. That's what you got to do. Otherwise, people are going to walk yeah, all over but you. Then the New Yorker comes out of me, and they just hear my volume and not my words. You know, what <laughs> I'm true. trying to learn. You know, yeah. like I said, I'm ever growing. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm trying yes. to learn how to, you know, calmly speak. I like it. Well, without no curse words and sweating as I'm yelling and my hands moving everywhere. You know what I mean? Just trying yeah. to. Maybe stay in the chair a little bit and talk. You for know? sure. Well, I'm at least glad we got to see you in person at Grand Slam. We yeah. were there for that event, which yeah, was so cool. Uh, and I imagine home. that must have been epic for you at home to feel yeah, that. Yeah, anytime I'm in New York, yeah. that's home. You know what I mean? That's, you can't replace home. doesn't matter where you move to or what you do. You can never replace home. Well, Eddie, I can't thank you enough for the time, man. I could probably talk to you all day. Of course, you the break. But uh, seriously, you're the absolute best. We appreciate you taking the time to just talk about your journey. And, uh, man, we wish you the best of luck. It's it's amazing what you've accomplished, man. I can't wait to see what's in store for you, man. I, I, you know what, man, like I said, I don't know what to say to all that, no, but fine. thank you, and, and I appreciate it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way, so I get that. Yeah. I don't like the comp- you, you, Yeah. I, I hear you, man, but- uh, Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, you're the best. Thank you. We love you, man. All right, Eddie. Eddie <laughs> Kingston. Thank you so appreciate much, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Thank you. That's the one and only Eddie Kingston, man.